everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with Miss Elizabeth Hoffman. Hey. Elizabeth, I'm so glad you're here. We we know each other from working together yeah. fairly well. Yeah. But for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am the cultural engagement coordinator here at Watermark, which means that I get to help our church with equipping and pastoral care around culturally divisive issues. Love it. So great. Um, I love my family. Um, They are a huge part of my life. And I have three little sisters, and my parents are here in Dallas. They all three live in different states. And more importantly, my second sister um, has a son, and so the first grandkid in the family, and his name is Theo, and we love him. And you showed me a picture a couple days ago. He's He's precious. So cute. So cute. Today, we are in Philemon, which— I'd say it might be the most not talked about book of the Bible. Maybe in the New Testament. Is that a hot take? Yeah, in the New, in the New, Testament. the New Testament. In the New yeah. Testament, for sure, probably the most, for sure, probably. For sure. Uh, the most overlooked book. It's the shortest book, I think. One of the shortest. One of the shortest. Not sh- the shortest. I, yeah. But it's, it's, it's up there. Yep. In the list of short books. And it gets a bad rap sometimes. Or it's easily misunderstood. Maybe it would be a better way to or say Or just that. missed. It's like, oh, when you're flipping to Hebrews, you just like— You just skip it. Yeah. The pages get stuck together. Oh, no. <laughs> Nowhere to go. Yeah. Finally, Min, we are introduced to a few characters. Yep. Who are the who are the key players? I think the key players—I mean, Paul, because he wrote it. Yep. Um, Philemon, who runs a house church in Colossae. Um, and then we've got Onesimus. And give us the, the storyline here. So, quick story is that Onesimus, who is— the slave, the bond servant, runs away from Philemon to Rome and at some point becomes a believer, runs into Paul, whether Paul converted him or not, who's to say. Um, but he became extremely valuable to Paul as a brother in Christ to the point where he, Paul, um, sent Onesimus back to Philemon and writes him a letter as he's coming back to him and is essentially appealing to Philemon for Onesimus's freedom. To Reconcile. Exactly. Their relationship. Yeah. So right off the bat, when we open to Philemon and we see the word bondservant or slave, depending on our translation, yep. uh, we could get confused or distracted or just think, well, this was written a long time ago and skip it, skip that detail entirely. Sure. What should we make of those words when we read them in the Bible? So bondservant um, or slave, I mean, could be used synonymously, but here in 2022, uh, what we're really talking about is a bond servant. So, like, Onesimus worked for Philemon. Slavery is obviously illegal mm-hmm. now, and so, therefore, we are not condoning slavery. The Bible is not condoning no. slavery. It does not apply to 2022. Okay, so that's now that that's out of the way. Yep. In the most sensitive and loving, loving way. Yes. Uh, that's not the—that detail isn't the thrust of the passage. It's not. It can be distracting, but it's not the thrust. It's important only because Onesimus's value to Philemon is not— It's not dependent upon his profession. Correct. His ethnicity, his role. It's simply because he's an image bearer. Exactly. What is the big idea of this passage? So the biggest idea of this passage, one, is is the fact that Onesimus is an image bearer, and because he becomes a believer— at some point in Rome, he is a brother in Christ to both Paul and to Philemon. And, like, I love that Paul is commending Philemon and his church on, like, how well they are doing at loving people at the very beginning in the first couple of verses. So it's, like, you, it's very clear that they're, like, a very loving church. But 
his relationship with Onesimus is in complete contrast. Yeah, it's strained. And yes, exactly, which diminishes, in a way, his witness. Yeah, it hurts it. Yeah, exactly. So we could say that the big idea in the book of Philemon is reconciliation between believers. Absolutely. What does that look like in your everyday life? How does Elizabeth Hoffman live differently because of what she reads in Philemon? I think Philemon, for me, is particularly just very convicting. I think for me, one of my biggest, my biggest struggles just as a human being is the tendency to want to like burn bridges and not like I'm, you know, throwing grenades at people by any stretch of the imagination. Like I'm generally pretty good at like reconciling people if I've hurt them. Like it's pretty clear to me if I've hurt someone, unless they just don't tell me. But like, it's usually if I'm hurt, I'm very quick to like retreat inward and like self-protect and like, I would personally rather not go to someone and let them know that I've been hurt. So it's what, just hard. It's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that honesty. What does it look like for your community group, other believers, to come alongside you in that? Great question. Uh, one of the things that I ask my community group to ask me regularly is, um, what am I avoiding? And so usually that's—it's usually relationally. Like, what am, what am I avoiding— as far as reconciliation Hard goes. Hard conversations. Totally. Kind of I think it's it's more about, for me, like, what what is it that, how am I not sharing with somebody else how they've hurt me? Like, if I, though I'm, I might be, like, quick to go tell somebody else, um, hey, I know that I've hurt you. Will you please forgive me? I don't extend that same thing to somebody else, which sucks. Like, it's not great that I don't do that. And, and in that, I don't give people the opportunity to mend a relationship with me. So, like, I'll just kind of, like— shrink back. It honestly takes me sometimes a couple of days to like get out of my head to where I'm like, I'm when I'm deciding not to go to someone, I am deciding that they are not an image bearer. Like they don't. They don't have value that that's yeah, not worth it. Correct. Exactly. I honestly, I honestly do think sometimes like, oh, they're not worth it. They're not going to see it. Who cares? You just give up. Before, I do. Yeah. yeah. And I would venture to say, Elizabeth, you're not alone in that. I mean, I'm surely not. I hopefully I lean the opposite. I have the opposite problem. So if I, I want to run to it maybe too quick mm. in a way that's forceful and aggressive, uh, and there's a l- list of consequences that come with operating in that mode. Uh, but where do you see this principle or this idea um, play out in Christian culture today, this cowering back from hard conversations Ooh, with believers? really good. Um, one, I think that just, I mean— if I'm able to, if I'm able to shrink back from like people that I know, imagine how much we probably do that as a society with people that we don't know at all. So it's like it's really easy for us to like call everybody a conservative and a liberal, and we split everything that way. Like literally, we will label anything, oh that's conservative or that's liberal, like with with so much in conversations that we just have every day, every single day. So it's like, what does it look like if somebody has different beliefs than you? What does it look like? Um, if somebody votes differently from you, what does it look like? If somebody just generally disagrees with something that you believe in. Yeah. That Chick-fil-A is God's chicken. Right. Which Starburst flavor is the best? Yeah. Right. Like if you say yellow. I like, like pink. Well, me too. But like if you said yellow. You'd cast I would me ju- out. I'd obviously judge you. Correct. Right. Like if your favorite Pop-Tart flavor isn't strawberry, <laughs> what are you doing? Our, my, our team got into an argument about that. I mean, it's divisive. Yeah, it's, it's disagreements about things that are not central to salvation or even just biblical truths. Right. It's things going on in our world today. Right. In 2022, I think that anything divisive or any like disagreement rather is 
full grounds for somebody to just look at you and, and again, like look at you as if your value and God is diminished. Hmm. Uh, or like we would treat each other that way as if your value and God is, is less than what he says that we are. It almost goes back to um, the prevailing idea of relativism, that I would look at somebody who has a different, the world would say, truth than me, mm. and I would decide, because you can't allow me to walk in my truth, I'm going to write you off entirely. Right. And obviously, in this chapter, we're talking about two believers, um, but when we allow the the messages of the world to come into the way we think about each other of, right. as believers, then we've got a big problem. Right. Like in society, like Onesimus is it like works for Philemon. Mm-hmm. So like in society. Vocationally. Vocationally. So like he is under Philemon. Mm-hmm. And so in, in his rank in the workplace, he's subordinate to Philemon. Correct. And like scripture tells us we need to make sure that we are, what's the word? Honoring. Honoring authority. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, what Paul's calling out is, okay, great. We love that human structure. We need to honor it. Onesimus needs to apologize mm-hmm. for sure. But at the same time, how how do you view him? Like the human construct of being made in the image of God. Exactly. Is far bigger. Than any of that other Well, God's stuff. construct of being made in the yeah. image of God is far bigger than the human construct of You're working. my support of Yes, exactly. You disagree with me. Totally. You wronged me. Whatever. Strong. Mm. Elizabeth, thank you. Thanks for coming in and sharing. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I wish we could keep talking, but I am so glad we are all on this journey together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.